Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Spoiler alert. Do not listen if you haven't watched Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Or if you want to watch Ice Age 3, Dawn of the of the dinosaurs, as there will be spoilers in the following presentation. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got trust, I got one leg, you're gonna fucking take it. We're gonna play a little cornstarch. I'm my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where two people slowly go insane uh, watching their favourite actors, movies, TV shows, music videos, uh, short films, and one funny or die clip, John Leguizamo. I am Zachary Ruane, who you might know from Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama. I'm joined, as always, by Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Mish and Zach's Leguizamo Rama, live at the Ritz. Yes. Because we can talk about that Because we announced that, yes. even though we haven't announced that. We will be announcing it. When we recorded this, it will be announced by the time this goes out. Yeah. Live at the Ritz in Sydney. On 11th of June, I think. We're coming out, going up to Sydney, found some cheap Virgin flights. We're not even flying Jetstar, we're flying Virgin. I haven't flown Virgin Airlines since high school. Sorry, if I can just interject, mm-hmm. Ben Russell. Who are you? <laughs> it's great to be here. Thank you yes. for having me. No, but good I on you for jumping in. We promised we were going to let you on soon. I'm going to Sydney on the 15th, and I'm also on the same cheap jet, uh, Virgin flight. Getting right. that $79. Oh, it's yeah. absolute oh bliss. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been on a Virgin flight in years. years Apparently years. there's less snackies since mm-hmm. they got overtaken by the uh, the American investment capital firm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Let's see. We'll find out. We'll let you know at the Ritz. I will on the say 11th. I'm one of those remarkably lucky people who never had an issue with Jetstar or Tiger. That's very lucky. What a blessing. Yeah. I, I, I think that I'm a minority in that because a lot of people are like, oh, would never book Jetstar, never book Tiger again. Well, mm. you can't book Tiger anymore. But I would never book those cheapy flights because they always fuck them up. I've never had a problem. I'm just saying. I've not had a problem either with them. There you go. I but w- I will only go to like short trips, Sydney, Hobart. You wouldn't you know. go full Bali on a Jetstar? No. No. No, no thank you. I, I had one Jetstar flight that was delayed by... Like hours, wow! Hours and hours and hours and hours, and that happens, right? Mm. But there was zero communication. There was like not even. We were in the the bit, yeah, the like the lounge, like the seats, uh-huh. not the lounge. The like bit before you get on the, the plane. gate. Okay, we were at the gate, and it was delayed by hours, and mm-hmm. they told us nothing. They didn't Real. even go, "Hi, everyone. We don't know what's going on." <laughs> They told us nothing. We then got on the plane 
and it was delayed by another hour. Oh, and again, sucks. they told us not, they just walked up and down the uh, aisle counting. Mm-hmm. They were just counting people <laughs> and going and looking at each other, just being like, oh, and they said nothing. Did someone go missing on the flight? Uh, so I don't know. I still don't know. That's, and a, that that's day, a 90s thriller if ever there was one. That's a whole other podcast series yeah. <laughs> to solve mm. this mystery. Yeah. Mm. No, I think someone just didn't get on the plane because it was two, three hours late. And then from that day on, I was like, at least with a virgin, they'll let you know. They'll mm. send you a text. They'll say, hey, it's going to be two hours late. You're up to date. So you can forward the message to the person you're doing the gig at. You can say, hey, Ritz Cinema. Mm. The flight mm. is delayed probably by this much. Yeah. You know, yeah. fill, fill until missions act get there. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Virgin do have far comfier seats. Mm. And for someone who has quite a large tush. Okay. I, I am okay. excited to rest my tush on a Virgin chair. Okay. They've also got in-flight entertainment. Yeah. And you get a free little snacky. No, yeah. the snackies are over because of COVID. Gone. Oh my god! Really? You need to get over it, dude. I was like, I was going to put in when I booked the flights. I was going to put in that, um, yeah, Mish was vegan, and they were like, no snackies. I was like, oh, Mm. that sucks. Do you know best airline for snackies was Royal Brunei, and that is not a joke. Shit airline, and Mm. you have to do two stops if you're going to Europe. Yeah. Um, but the snackies, really amazing snackies. Like we got roti bread snackies and stuff. Yeah, I think the best food that I've had is Air India. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And that's a really, like, there's no rules. And that's, I kind of like that and appreciate mm-hmm. that. There's just no one gives a fuck. Yeah. I think that... Um, um, people are getting up. I, I, I can, anytime. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, doing whatever. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck. Yeah. My partner um, was on a plane once, and uh, I think it was Air China. It was mm-hmm. a China... A China uh, it was definitely, I don't know which Chinese airline it was, mainland China. It wasn't Hong Kong. It was a mainland China mm-hmm. airline. And they got in the air mm. and they said, hi, there's been a technical issue, no in-flight entertainment. This was like an eight-hour flight. They were like, mm. no in-flight entertainment, no snackies. Brutal. No snackies. Or- I think they came out with like a bowl of something and everyone like snatched it up. She got nothing. So she was sitting on that plane for eight hours with no and, – and then because now I often will bring a magazine, a book, mm-hmm. just in mm-hmm. – I nev- I've read a novel once on a flight, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'll always bring a novel just in case. Mm. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're like, I'll just watch movies. And I think that was that situation. She didn't have any magazines, any books, and they were like, hey – Nothing. Mm. Nothing to watch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of a really gross flying story. Okay. okay. I was coming back from Europe and we'll, we'll introduce Ben in a second. <laughs> we'll get to Ben. Yeah. We'll get to Hold Ben on. Russell. Um, I was coming back from Europe with my friend mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was like 2 a.m. and we were flying from Dubai to Brunei, which you have to do on the Royal Brunei Air. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they don't tell you either. That's no, they don't tell you that note. they're stopping in Brunei. Fun fact. They One tell you- ticket for two flights. Have yeah. you ever been Brunei? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just go, all right, we're heading to Dubai now. And then you get on the plane like, hey, actually, we're going to buy a Brunei. Yeah, and you have to stop in Brunei. <laughs> it's, it is odd that they're allowed to do that. But anyway, I don't um, it was are. about 2 a.m., and my friend was sitting in the aisle and I was sitting in the window. It was like a two-seater moment. And then just over the aisle there was a man sitting there and he, when the plane took off and was in the air, he took off his shoes and his socks mm. and started to pick the f- skin no. off his feet and eat it. No. <gasps> and oh, put my it goodness. In his mouth. That's not all And right. it was the most disturbing 
There's a one, two, three to that. Like when you were like, he took off his shoes and feet. I was like, (gasps) oh, and they were stinky. And then uh, like I thought it was going to end there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that is bad. And then you're like, and then he started picking off the skin. I was like, yeah, wow, that's even worse than I thought. Mm. And then you just, it just went places that I was not expecting. Yeah. That would have been a great. What Zach said is completely true. (laughs) I (laughs) built. Bitch knows how to build a story. Well, I just also is like, I, I if we if we got to the movie that quickly, if we had already introduced our guest, that yeah. would have been a great like, like like and and now for the um, now for the cinematic equivalent of eating the skin. Yeah, it's Ice Age: Dawn of Dinosaurs, but we're not there. Well, we're yet. not there yet. We, we're we are joined now. by Ben Russell. Uh-oh. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. It's so great to be here. Um, you probably know Ben from being a huge Ice Age enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, he's been with us through the whole Ice Age journey thus far. He yeah. keeps reaching out. Uh, begging. We're, we're trying begging. to space I'm, out the Ice yeah. Ages. But I'm thirsty, you know, and I get, oh, yeah. I want, when I see something, I go for it. Yeah, yeah you do. You really do. I'm like a bull. He's yeah. been reaching out like a lot. You've been yeah. reaching out a lot. Every day I send you a little text. Yeah. Say, hey, he'd already watched it. He'd huh. said. I said three? Yeah. Dawn of the Dinosaurs? Mm. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. He, he sent it like Never replies ago. to me. I'm so sorry. Um, but lucky Ben, uh, this is only three in what is like a 14 part yeah. franchise. And so. that, that's surprising because by the third, this franchise has is looking so tired. Oh, it's so I'm ex- tired. I I have I think I have a, a different opinion to Zach and Ben. I think you've lost your mind. Yeah, I think you. Well, I think okay. you're. You've watched so many ice ages. You've mm. you've lost perspective. As we're about to start talking about the film, it's probably best I do the blurb. I would love yeah. to hear your okay, blurb. So this is my blurb. Blurb it up. So this is Ice Age three. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. And not the first Dawn of the Dinosaurs. No, it's not Dawn of the Dinosaurs. It's Ice Age. It's Ice Age. It's the Ice Age, but the dinosaurs have dawned once again. Yes, they're back. Which is historically inaccurate. It's like a re-dawning. I was like, I wrote... They've got birds and dinosaurs in the same... Mm. Sphere of influence. But About also, a th- third of the way in, I wrote um, Twilight of the Dinosaurs? Question mark. Yeah, maybe that because like they also final. have like um, skeletons of dinosaurs that don't have any flesh on them at all, mm-hmm. used as bridges. Mm-hmm. So you would think that that, that that that's quite old. So they were around quite a while ago, but they've come back again. Or they never left. They've or they just never been left in this little little okay. place. Now we didn't cave, watch Sunny Cave. We didn't watch a history documentary, guys. So, oh wow, Mish is coming in. She's I've coming got feelings tight. about this particular. I don't, I'm going to express them, but let yeah. me read my blurb. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> While Manny the Mammoth and Queen Latifah are expecting a baby, <laughs> D- Diego, voiced by Dennis Leary, mm-hmm. wants to leave the group because he mm-hmm. wants to give his mammoth friends some space to raise their child, which mm-hmm. is totally fair. And I don't know why they tried to make him look like he was a dick. Sid the Sloth steals some dinosaur eggs and plans to raise the baby dinosaurs as his own children, which is very dark if you think about it. Mm. When the mama dinosaur finds out that her children have been kidnapped, drama ensues. There's also a squirrel voiced by Simon Pegg who has an eye patch and some sort of post-war PTSD. This movie is mostly about raising children in an unhealthy, toxic environment. Lots of the characters are cute in this movie. John plays Sid the Sloth, again, except this time he is arguably the central character because Mm. he makes the franchise the most amount of money. Mm. 
Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I can just launch into my feelings real quick if you'd like. Go for it, babe. Please. This is yeah. my, so far, has been my favourite Ice Age film. Why? Why? I don't know. I thought the jokes were funnier in this one. I thought mm. the colours were brighter. Okay. Um, I thought the, the characters were, were more fun. I'd say the animation was the best it's been. And I think it's not just because, like, the technology is closer to us. I think, I think like, for what they were going for, the technology wasn't there in the first one and, and mm-hmm. it's closer with this yeah. one. Mm. I think the as we've gone on, yeah. I think it's been it's – been, you can – there's plenty of things to not like about this film, but <laughs> are they valid because it feels like – as the further we're going on in the Ice Age franchise, the younger the audience it is being made for. Sorry to say that in a Yoda way. But, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, right. it's the most um, succinct thing ever say, said on this podcast. You say that, Ben, but yeah. you seem to forget about squirrel titties. I never forget about squirrel titties. Yeah. So we all remember the sloth tits from mm. the first Ice yeah. Age. Mm. This, the third Ice Age film, has no sloth tits, no, but it has squirrel titties. It's got squirrel titties. Are you talking about um, sl- uh, scrats? Yeah, gal. yeah. I, I, that was my thing of like that's a that's a that's like a uh, an uh, an old kind of I uh, can't even think like truism or like st- an old standard of the Ice Age franchise. That's what mm. I love about when you get to the third. We're now in a territory. It's no longer sequels. It's like we are in a franchise now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think this is the third in a trilogy. It's not the second sequel. It's like now this is a franchise. Mm-hmm. This is a world that's bigger than any one film. And 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 this is the point where you start to see uh, the motifs, the themes, the ideas. Mm-hmm. And isn't it funny that there's a lady version of the character mm. is a real sort of mm-hmm. crux of the Ice Age mm. um, series, don't we think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, when in <laughs> doubt, do a lady version. Yeah, mm. it's definitely it's definitely good. This is, I know that I said it, I think that it still is pitched to a younger audience than Ice Age 1 was, mm. and even Ice Age 2 for that matter. I think yeah. it's just slightly lower, maybe like one or two years. Um, but it is the horniness it's, it's the, horniest the horniest for sure. And it also yeah. has the most exploration of ingrained uh, gender roles. Yeah. Yes. There's like, there's a sequence where, <laughs> where Ray Romano, Ray Romano loves an ingrained gender role. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, there's a moment where he's arguing with, um, with Queen Latifah Sloth where he goes, listen, that is not how men process their feelings. Yes. Uh, we hang out with the boys. We beat each other up. Mm-hmm. That is therapy to us. And I'm like, okay. And then I really challenged that. Like, that no, re- no. <laughs> no. Like, I don't challenge that at when all. When he said that, I was like, oh, this is what this is going to be about. Like yeah. he's going to come nurturing and he's yeah. going to become like, you know, like he'll start seeing Queen Latifah as an equal rather than like his property. Yeah. But after he said that, not one point did they reference it again until, and then at the end, he's the exact same sloth. Well, you I do mean, know in mammoth. the fourth mammoth. one, it opens with his suicide, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we start to question, question. these yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Okay. maybe he should have gone to therapy. <laughs> it really does reinforce those gender roles, and not only that, but after he does says that, he goes to Diego. Diego tells him that he's going to leave. And Manny makes it all about him. Oh, yeah. boy, doesn't he? All about him. Just really fucking, like, gaslights get Diego and be like, you're being selfish. I can't believe you're <laughs> doing this to me. Yeah. Well, you the way- fuck- and I'm just like, 
many. What the? You're fucking out of line, dog. <laughs> yeah, out Manny's, of line. This guy's yeah. out of control. This guy's up, living. Manny's a bit of a cunt. Like yeah. we do have to address that Manny is a, like and has been since the first Ice Age. He hasn't come out of that yet. He's just a bit of a cunt. Yeah, mm. he is. He's yeah. very unlikable in this one. That particular situation with um, Dennis Leary wanting to leave the group, I tried to look at it like they were housemates, right? Mm. If you Mm. were living with a couple and then that couple got pregnant, the expectation of that couple for you to help raise that child is ridiculous. Yeah, also he eats animals. Yeah. Yeah. He's a carnivore. He's like, I've got to get out of this situation because I can't trust myself. I will eat your, your baby. I can't trust. It's ridiculous. It's like, let this guy eat. Like, animals. he's a carnivore. He can't... Cats, in particular, need meat mm. Yeah, to live. And he's a big, big cat. Mm. There's a bit of a thing... I, I There's a bit of an issue with sequels, particularly in Hollywood. There's, it's very rare that sequels are, like, good. Mm. Um, and I think part of the reason for that, I was, I was thinking about it, was because um, in order to... I mean, I guess the basic plot of every story is... Things are the way they are and then a problem comes along and then it goes back to the way things are essentially, mm-hmm. you know, the hero's journey. And it's like I think one of the biggest problems with sequels and and admittedly this is a film for children. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it too much thought. Absolutely. No, but, never. But it's one of those things where it's very rare in a sequel. Like Manny just keeps reverting. Mm. It's like to... To, this movie undoes <laughs> all of the good work of the first and the second. Yes. yes. All of the lessons learned yes. mm-hmm. are undone. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shame. That's a shame that a guy, you just go, because then you what if I if I were to go back and watch the first one mm-hmm. and I were to see his journey, mm-hmm. I would go. Maybe that's realistic, though. It is. Like, we make the same mistake. Exactly. Like, again. we keep going back. We keep going back. Like, maybe that's the point of the, the movies. It's like we're showing you a realistic depiction of a man trying to deal with some of his suppressed emotions. Yeah. And, yeah, sure, he might make, take a little step forward and then take three steps back. But then he might take two steps forward and maybe take three steps back again. But that's realistic, Zach. Yeah, and you know what else true. is realistic? The fact that the dinosaurs don't talk but all the Ice Age animals talk. Is yeah. that what you think it is? Because I sort of took it to be like the dinosaurs have their language and the and the no. uh, Ice Age animals have their language and and we just see the Ice Age animal language as English. But that I I did think that at first, but um then you would be like, well then the mammals have their own language and then the lizards have their own language and then the mm. birds have their own language. But that's not the case. No. The birds have their own language. Maybe the, the dinosaurs haven't developed a language yet. But they've been around for longer. You know, these dinosaurs didn't go extinct because they were in their little cave with sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Um, their little sunlit cave. <laughs> it's dark in yeah. the cave and then it's light in the cave. Yeah, it's, there's a yeah. day-night cycle in the cave. But it is weird how they – is that – so I, I choose that as to be like a – obviously dinosaurs went, dinosaurs went in instinct because they didn't have language Mm. You know, no, that's the actual... Poor communicators. That's right. It's all very representative. This story, it's a story of communication and and our inability to communicate, uh, particularly along gender lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Communication and criticism. It's the concept Mm -hmm. of like, there's so much constructive criticism in this film. Mm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, for sure, communication is a big, big one. Yeah, they talk about communication, gender roles, as well as... 
Um, you know, I think uh, sort of gay rights has a mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a little m- mention in there as well as trans uh, sort of brought up awareness. When was um, that? Buck makes a joke that he he used his knife on a T Rex and turned it into a, a T T Rexual. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Um, I missed that. Bit. Very yeah. full on. I've got to be honest. So I was doing. So the I mean, well, I, I mean, I don't. That some people might take offence. Huh? I feel. I, I obviously can't speak for, uh, for. I can only speak for myself. It felt like it was an edgy joke for sure. Mm. Um, but I don't like think a Butterfield it, joke. I felt like it wasn't punching down too much, but it was. You know, it was like. Um, I think it was just bringing it to awareness, you know, yeah. to people. Yeah. So people thought about it for a little bit. It was bit. definitely edgy. I mean, mm. it, it surprisingly edgy, like a, a surprising amount of edgy jokes in this film for a film yeah. aimed at quite a young audience. Also, more scrap. How did we so much I would, scrap? I would say there's too much scrap in this. Scrat um, is a punctuation and scrat's in it. There's like a moment where like... Scrat can't talk either. That's true. He communicates with a little... That is true. So where do where are the rules in this world? There are no rules in this world. How can we believe this world? If if you stand for nothing, then but who are you? What are you? Scrat you know? seemed to be able mm. to communicate quite well with um, Titty Scrat. Yeah, that's true. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's true. My 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 question, broadly speaking, it's not just about language, mm. but in, uh, something I've always struggled with with the Ice Age universe yeah. is I understand the idea of language. So they're just sort of, I, th- I take it to be like in the same way that um, that one with Tom Cruise where he was the pilot with the eye patch, mm-hmm. the German pilot with the Sul- eye patch. Sully. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. <laughs> Sorry. He also did one called Sully. No, that's Tom Hanks. Tom oh, Hanks. Who are you talking about? And I Valkyrie. don't think Sully has an eye patch. Who's in Valkyrie? Sully doesn't have an eye patch. No, Sully <laughs> landed the plane in the that's river. True. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't have an eye patch and he's not played by Tom Why Cruise. Why do Tom Hanks plays heroes all the time? Because he's an action hero. Because he's a likable dude. You would call Tom Hanks an action hero. 100% he's an action hero. He is a... Name, can you name five action one of, films? He's one of the last action heroes. Are you thinking of Tom Cruise? Are we getting all jumbled Oh, here? Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm talking about Tom, Tom Hanks. This is really getting... Because you said Valkyrie with the eye patch. See, so we I were talking about Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. But then Mish started talking about Tom Hanks because she thought And then Tom you Cruise. called Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks an action hero. Tom Hanks is not an action hero. Not no, at all. No, I'd like to. I'd like to retract that. <laughs> Tom but you Hanks. Think Tom but I will stand by the fact that Tom Cruise is an action. And you think hero. he's like he one is. of the original? I know. I think he's one of the last action yeah. heroes. Tom Hanks. Oh, really? Tom Cruise. What about Vin Diesel? Nah, he's good. Is Vin yeah, Diesel an not, action hero? He's not. Uh, comparing Vin Diesel's um, star, yeah. to Tom Cruise's star, yeah, you'll get laughed out of any organization. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis is yeah, but his star is faded. Yes, he's uh, he's not he's not as bright as Tom Cruise. Do you think the Hemsworths could be? 
I think that they're a little bit more. I don't think that that age. I think the age of that sort of actor and like personality. I think what you're more. saying is I, the I, idea I'm, of. I a, hear what you're a, saying. It's just breaking mm. my heart. Yeah. I think what you're saying is the idea of a, a of a an actor whose star power is so profound they can carry a film. Yeah, and they do action. He does at, through the action. Yeah, and Tom Cruise is in it, does all action films. And he, he's nowadays, a really. he's good at storytelling through action as well. Like, yeah. Like, Tom Cruise acts in the stunts in a way that many don't. Yeah. Does that and, make sense? and also for an action hero, you're not really playing any characters. Like, he's not a character actor anymore, if he ever was. But he is himself in his roles. Yeah. I hmm. think, you know, he did a brief sort of dalliance with... He can play... I like it when he plays kind of a, a bit of a... Uh, like a an asshole. You're talking yeah. Magnolia? Are you talking about Tropic Thunder? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I think that he does better in that because I think that he is that person yeah. a little bit better. Oh, yeah. It's probably He's better. phenomenal in Magnolia. Do yeah. you think Tom Cruise is a very good actor? No, okay. absolutely not. I think he's a great action hero. hero. I think he's a great this is very. I find this very interesting because yeah. I think you're right. It's like I don't think Tom Cruise is that great an actor, Mm-mm. but I really enjoy watching him, mm. and I think it's because of what Ben has just said. He can carry And it's making movie. me really sad to think that that era of actor is dying. It's Be- over, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Tom Cruise is kind of the last one. I think Bruce Willis is in there. No, he's gone. He's over. No, he's not. He's just made that one about glass. What's Bruce it called? Will- no. Yeah, that's We're- not an action movie. <clears throat> Do you know, have you seen glass? Either. No. See glass and then talk to me. Okay. Please. Because... You, I think it becomes evident in that one. And an actor can still be good and not not able to carry an action film. Yeah, Mm. it's a different beast of a thing. Yeah, Will Smith was was that. Yep, kind of. Never got to that level though. There's one that there's an interesting. I think Will Smith's a very good actor. I don't enjoy watching him that much. He kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah, there was a there was a oh the nineties Will Smith was great. Mm. Great. He should have said yes to Django Unchained. Have you ever seen Enemy of the State? Yes. Oh, it's good though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Do you know, (laughs) have you ever seen the um, Actors Roundtable Hollywood (laughs) Reporter? I do watch them. Which one? The one where um, with Will Smith and Samuel L. Jackson. No, I really don't really like, um, I don't like watching Will Smith. I hate Why don't you like watching Will Smith? I think that he is relatively... Uh, boring actor. Okay. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. Also, I don't like the actors' roundtables because, and surprise, like it's funny because these are all of the podcasts I'm involved in. I don't like how they talk over each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I much prefer the directors' roundtables, and I love, like, I love the composers' roundtables. I love mm-hmm. the roundtables where the per- the technician doesn't do a lot, and they're like. What did you do with the piano? I liked that. And they're like, I just played it. And they're like, very good. (laughs) (laughs) It's an hour of that. (laughs) Uh, I just uh, thought it would be good to use the violin. Oh, I thought that was really neat. (laughs) And then, um, but then the actors around tables, they're like, they're like, I made this movie good. Mm. And, um, but there's one where Will Smith and Samuel R. Jackson are in it. And the guy asked Will Smith why he said no to. Django Unchained, and he said he didn't like the last act. He didn't like how love – he was like, I wanted something where love overpowered hate. He didn't like how hate overpowered hate. (laughs) He did this whole thing. But he's also said in other interviews he didn't like that he wasn't the lead. He was like, Django's not the lead. Um, Yeah. 
So anyway, Samuel L. Jackson just goes, you should have done it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this beautiful moment oh. of someone who's worked with, who's just like, you should have done that, Phil. <laughs> like, yeah. Can I just say, quick side note, we should add Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson to our list of I love Samuel. Love Samuel. We should add him to our list of people, like people that we could we one like. day make a podcast. I think about everyone here. love. I challenge anyone to come out and say they don't like Samuel L. Jackson. You, off the top of your, of your head, top of your heads, favorite Samuel L. Jackson film. Oof. Oh, that's good. tough. That's yeah, good though. Performance or film? Ah, uh, we'll go uh, uh, film. Okay. Favorite film? It's maybe. probably really standard, but mine would probably be Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But get, like, come on, he's very good. He is yeah. good in that. He's also quite good in Hateful Eight. I really liked him in Hateful Eight. I've not seen that. I, I, I struggle with Hateful Eight. Mm, yeah. I watched it. I watched it. I watched the screening of the extended version, at, yeah. like you know the the Aster one, and there was a lot of. You know how a lot of people hate. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. You know the cliche of a Quentin Tarantino fan? Mm-hmm. You know the cliche of a Quentin Tarantino fan? The yeah. idea of what a... I was surrounded by them. Yeah. And there's... I think the thing that Tarantino does really, really well is he does, like, like you know when the violence is meant to be fun and you know when the violence is not meant to be fun. Mm-hmm. And there's moments in Hateful Eight where it's really blurry and I think mm-hmm. intentionally so. And I was just surrounded by people who were like, oh, yeah, oh. like through the whole yeah, thing. Right. And there was like, there's violence in that movie that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. And I there were just like people like, yeah, sick. And I'm like, oh, you're gross. I haven't, out of all, I've, I haven't rewatched Hateful Eight mm. out of all of them. I should watch it. Um, the best Samuel Jackson film is uh, Last Kiss Goodnight. That's very good. Yeah. Very, good very, choice. very That's good. That's a great movie. Great movie. I watched it for the first time in lockdown and I had it on as like it was one of the fucking three or four dozen films that I watched that week and I just had it on while I was cooking dinner. And yeah. it was, and then it just like I remember like watching it standing because I like stopped in my spot just to. I was like, "This movie's fucking sick." Who's that writer? He did that, and he also directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And oh, he did Shane Black. Shane Black. It's a it's a Shane Black mm. uh, movie, and it has Shane Black all over it. That's yeah. sort of very referential, but also do you know just tight tight fun <laughs> popcorn action? Fuck do you yeah. know what he said about um, Iron Man three? Like, do you know what his process was for Iron Man three? He wrote, his whole thing with big studio films, when it's a bigger studio film, is he just puts in as much fucked shit as possible <laughs> because his theory is that <laughs> is that, that the notes will only will kill about 90% of it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have any sense of, right, I'm going to put this in. for. He's like, I'm going to put in all the fucked ideas I have. Uh-huh. The notes will kill 90. And yeah. then, like, the 10% that's left is my film. That's fun. Mm. And it makes a lot of sense when you watch Iron Man 3. It's mm. just like, oh, that's a bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bold choice after 20 minutes of no bold choice. <laughs> I've also never seen any of the Iron Man films. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Is it? Yeah. It's worth watching the first one, I guess. I guess so. I haven't watched it since 2008. I think Iron Man's, yeah, I don't I don't love the the first two. In fact, really, I would say that I think it, Iron Man kicked off the whole Marvel thing because of its success. It, did. it yeah, is it did. good, but it's actually not a very, they're, they're not very good films. I, I like, I have a soft spot for John Favreau. I love I John love Favreau. Chef, and I love... 
I think Iron Man One is the best one. Yeah. Iron Man Two, forget about it. Iron Man Three, uh, also Shane Black, but sh- tries to, Shane ch- does his best. But then I think that they were still very much in the. It has to be the same beats. We really need to have the same Marvel beats at that point. There was a weird little middle phase with Marvel yeah. where. Where they, yeah, it was like, it, the early days they were like, let's try it all. And mm-hmm. then in the middle they were like, now we really have to establish this as a I think a it was phase universe. two. Phase two I don't like as much. Because it's lots of filmmakers being like. Pushed and pulled, yeah. Pushed and pulled. And then by the, now I think they've worked it out. They're like, you get a Taika Waititi, you say, don't worry about the action, don't worry about the plot. Yeah. Worry about the tone and the character. Make it a good film. First, Make a good film. So. And, like, that's kind of, I think, they shake hands on that at the start. Whereas mm. I think back in the day they were like, do whatever you want. And they're like, oh, we really don't. <laughs> like, yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like that. They're like, oh, could you not kill that one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> could you not put him in the movie? <laughs> like, whereas now I think they're like, we will tell you who's in what scene. We will tell you how to do the action. Yeah. but. I think they're a bit more like upfront because they yeah. know what they're doing. Mm. Lady Scrat, what did we think about Lady <laughs> Scrat? <laughs> I'd actually I just... always feel really bad when Marvel and stuff comes up because I don't know shit about it, so I just sit back and I let Zach riff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If I could just go back to the movie just for mm, a sec, please. If you must. Um, uh, the there, I found on the subject of me sort of finding that this film. Uh, when I said that this is franchise is tired by this point, I mean that because. This one is just a rehashing of pretty much. It's a redressing of the number two. Mm-hmm. Really, they go on this quest, and and John Leguizamo gets lost. Yep. And they go after him. Yep. And then they find each other. Yes. It's the same. It's the same movie, like over and over again. That's why they they borrow. It's one of the few films that really copies from itself, yes. as well as copying from. But then in this one they copy from Shrek with the with John Leguizamo falling, like and the dragon a little bit. Yeah. They, fu- mm. they fuck with that, so it's very Shrekian. There's also um, oh, Shrekian, Shrekian, yeah, Shrekian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shrekian, uh, Shrekian themes and Shrekian imagery. Do you think there was anyone in that writers' room that was like a bit similar to the other ones though? Eh? I think there were people in the writers' room that were like, "Well, let's just do the last." Like, yeah. Yes, oh, like we've got. Really I think it's the same guy. He wrote. He writes. I think he writes all of them. He's got one story. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> he just keeps pitching. I don't like, think right. that they give a shit. They no. were just like this franchise. It, it feels cynical in that respect because it feels so samey to the other ones, and it's pitched down at a later age. So they're trying. I think you're not just getting moving. older, Ben. I think it was pitched at the same group. It's not. I disagree. I think it was pitched I slightly think younger. If anything, this I genuinely this was my. The, of all the Ice Age films we've watched thus far in this podcast journey, I found this one to be the most enjoyable. Mm. And it, I think maybe maybe it's because the ice is melted and the colours are prettier. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely prettiest. It's, yeah. And it's also the animation is nicer. Yeah. And lots of cute babies. I think as well there's a confidence to it. There's, it's, it's, it's like they know what they're doing. Mm. Everyone's or they don't just, give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're just enjoying themselves. The first one, they're trying to make a movie that works. Yeah. Oh, Whereas yeah. this one, they're just like... Eh. They know what they're doing. It's like when they were drawing those baby dinosaurs, they were like, 100%, this is going to make us a good couple of million when they, oh, they make this into someone, a tiny toy for Happy Meals. Someone who <laughs> is... no, Someone... Like, I don't think the dinosaurs... I, I would... I suspect mm. the dinosaurs came from higher up. 
Yeah. I suspect someone who has a vested interest in both the film and the toy division was mm. like, Dinosaurs. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, and they're like, Dinosaurs. Like, yeah. You want a fourth one? Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. I wonder what the, what do you think the theme is in the next one? It's called like, Collision Course. I think there's some oh. space themes, like a asteroid. Wonder, surely there'll be one where cavemen come in and say, oh, we had that. We had that one. That the was first the first one. one. Yeah, that was the first yeah. one. They, Collision they really... Course is what the fourth one is called. I looked it up. I think that, I, I think confused. they're going to move into agrarian culture. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I reckon it's going to be like Elizabethan times. <laughs> because they've stopped numbering them. Yes. yes. They've stopped numbering these bad boys, which you know. Inevitably, yeah. we're going to hit a point where we come in and we've watched, like, different ones. Someone's miscounted. Yeah. How good, how good would it be, if though? If and we they could just, have a good conversation. If yeah. they just keep making these and Manny and Queen Latifah and John Leguizamo and Dennis just keep going and going and going and then, like, they release one where they're like in Andy Warhol's. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just keep in his warehouse. Or it almost it's an alternative history. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternative But and Manny's mad because no one's listening to his feelings and no one understands him. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy's like. <laughs> and like it's Warhol's getting into like the, the piss kind of stage of his career yeah. where he's getting his, yeah. <laughs> like he's getting his groupies to piss on reactive yeah. paint and they're like, oh, what? And Sid, there'd be a hilarious scene where Sid slips on some paint and knocks over all the paint <laughs> and then the oh, paint goes all over Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. And there's paint all over the canvas and Andy's like, and it falls into the shape of Marilyn Monroe's head. Oh, God, I've written mm. the film. I could be a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah, you could. You really could. Uh the broccoli. There's a little cameo from broccoli in this uh, movie, yeah. and that really, again, broke me out of the reality because broccoli is, of course, a man-made vegetable. Is it? Yes. Um, there was. Can I? I, I made I a little list. That. Broccoli of did summer. not exist. Uh, it is broccoli a, did not exist. It's a cabbage. Uh, it's a cabbage hybrid that was made. So I'm assuming cauliflower by the is broccoli a thing? family. The broccoli is only like a few hundred years old. Yeah. I didn't know that. So the broccolis of I, I, my understanding is the broccolis that own the like um, the rights to James Bond are the same broccolis. The way they got their wealth in order to buy the James rights Bond. to James Bond was because of their vast broccoli fortune. I, that's a rumor. But I, don't I don't know, know if, if that's true, that. but I love it. I love the story so much. I'm going to call it true. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I wrote down there's a reference to omelets in this film. There's also yeah. knowledge of in, in one sentence. There's a moment where he goes, that they see a dinosaur, and she th- said, I thought they were extinct, and he said something like, well, that's what the fossils tell us. Now, this when you mention broccoli, there's also mm-hmm. a reference to peaches, which uh-huh. were not... Um, which were unless, which were at that time, if existent at all, they were only yeah. in China. They weren't... Um, I mean, well, it's, keep in mind, we don't know where they are in the world. No. Like, they, they have been everywhere. There was one point where they were in Dublin. Mm-hmm. There was another point where they were in Australia in the mm. first film. Mm. Yeah. We don't know where in the world this is. That's true, but I mm. doubt peaches were developed in such a way that they were in like the ice edible. age. You know. I don't think mm. they would have been the no. plump thing that we know now as a furry plump sort of metaphor yeah. for the a... skin is too thin. They would fr- they wouldn't survive. The yeah, like yeah. if if you were to say. 
that like a mammoth is a peach. I imagine at that point, if it existed at all, it was quite a small, hardy, yeah. not like a the proto fluffy, peach. and it wouldn't have thick. the taste. You wouldn't have developed the no, taste no. properly. It's probably quite bland. Yeah. So this is a thing. I think a thing, an issue I have with the movie mm-hmm. and the series as a whole. I don't have an issue with the animals speaking English. Like mm-hmm. I was saying before, it's a Valkyrie situation. I imagine they're speaking. With Tom Hanks. Mm. With Tom Hanks, yeah. where he lands in the uh, New York River, in the Hudson River, <laughs> um, and, and, and his wife is on the phone like, come home. So, yeah. And then a strange family move into the neighbourhood. <laughs> so it's one of these sorts of situations, right, where I've always imagined the English is just like a translation mm-hmm. of whatever language these animals yeah. are talking. Yet... They understand extinction as a concept, mm-hmm. the idea of an entire species. They understand fossils and not mm-hmm. just rocks, but also the remains of long dead animals. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, uh, agri- like they've got not agriculture. Only, they were able to build furniture out of bones. Mm. Like they must have a very good understanding. This is a society like what we're saying here. This is like chariots of the god stuff. Mm-hmm. Pre-humanity, mm. there was a society of animals that spoke complex language, mm-hmm. had agriculture, uh, archaeology, mm. um, just levels of technology that wouldn't be matched again by humanity until like. Really, the late 1960s. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And again, it goes back. uh, I I bring up the point that in this, you've got birds and dinosaurs living side by side. Mm. Is that a possibility in our history? Were at some point dinosaurs that would later, you know, that come from birds. Able to become simpatico. Yeah, lived side by side. It's like saying, you know, that um, did, did, uh, you know, Australopithecus, did they live side by side with. Humans. Yeah. Well, what they're proposing happened is there was a sort of a journey to the centre of the earth type yeah, situation right. where um, unlike Mario Brothers movie where the dinosaurs continued to evolve into mm. the form of Dennis Hopper. Which there is a nod to the movie. I don't know if you caught it. No, I didn't. Yeah. What was the... What? Yeah, there's a nod to Mario Brothers in this movie. What What bit's that? When they dance the dinosaur. Because that song is featured heavily in Super Mario Bros. It Brothers. is too. There you go. Ben Russell. Ben Russell, ben Russell with the John Leguizamo facts. Yeah, so that was a little nod and a wink and a smile to John Leguizamo's arguably um, less, most, you know, unsuccessful movie. <laughs> yeah. Not his most unsuccessful, his yeah. most known. There's been some really other ones. Yeah, shocking ones, Ben. <laughs> But, but um, that movie is iconic, but it was also it's also barely watchable. Well, we we rewatched it recently at the Lido, and we're at, of course mm-hmm. doing the screening at the Ritz uh, in a couple of months. And I have to say, it's not a good film. Mm-hmm. It depends what you're basing it on. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, because mm. I think it is a good film yes. because it's pure entertainment. Yes, yeah, so yeah. And to yeah, me, absolutely, that is yeah. the most important. I did thing do about an upward film. inflection at it, the end of the sentence, like I was about to defend it, but then you've gone and stole, stolen my defence. It feels so like now I'm just like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> it's got that real flavour of uh, '90s flavour in it, where you know it's similar to Space Truckers or Tank Girl mm. with the Mar- Super Mario Brothers. It feels. Like that kind of... I used to love Tank Girl. Yeah, it's a great film. It's a great film. It's admirably batshit. Like, Mm. it's like what I would say is the 
the combination of fact the uh, people are like that's a bad movie. The filmmakers are not bad. Like no. the film is put together a lot better than people remember. Yeah, right. But it's batshit insane. Yeah. And it's weird. And it's the Mario layer doesn't make sense no. or work at, at all. all. But they're better filmmakers and there's like a clearer set of aesthetic choices than it's given credit for. Yeah. It's a better movie, but it's also just batshit. Mm. Mm. In a way that I don't think we've seen since maybe Cats. Cats is the first thing mm-hmm. that's come along since then that's that, like... Insane. Insane. Yeah. But Cats is kind of... Cats is boring, though. Yeah. Once you get mm. over... The thing with Cats that really bothered me was that once you get over the fact that, ha, 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 the CGI is very funny, mm-hmm. ha, 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 mm. Jame, Dame Judi Dench is wearing a watch, and I can see that, and, like, blah, blah, blah. Once that's all out of the way and mm. yes it's very funny that these people are dressed up like this and all of a sudden similar to Ice Age Taylor Swift has titties as a cat it's the only yeah. one mm. um, yeah it's boring like yeah, Cats, it is, Cats is it a is boring, boring musical yeah it is I think that say so like uh, I think that Mario Brothers hap- happened because a lot of batshit insane people were given freedom I think Cats happened because a lot of cynical people were overly confident yeah, yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Like, I think that Cats is just a lot of people being like, I reckon I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Hooper just, like, farting and then loving that smell. Yes. Yeah. He just loves – Hooper just is sitting there going, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good fart. Do you I'm know Tom, he... I'm Thomas Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is is it Thomas Hooper? Tom yeah Tom Hooper they um I did Les Miserables I think Les Miserables was like someone should have watched Les, like Les Miserables did well and they're like that did well we should let him do Cats but someone should have been like oh that's lucky that it, like mm. that he pulled that off in spite of himself yeah he's a Hugh Jackman annoys me in that film he's because he cats. just sing no in in oh. Les Miserables. Yeah. Cause he died. This is how he sings. That's a good Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's a very good Hugh Jackman. I'm John Vilger. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe is very annoying in that film. Too, though. <laughs> yeah, but he. Listen, say what you will about Russ, but he, I love him. I love him. Axe he is can't kids sing, off, but not in that film. He can't sing, and mm. in that film, because he can sing elsewhere. Yeah. Well, but that he part. still yeah. fucking goes for it. Yeah. I reckon, and I and he and he passes. Yeah. When I was four, fifteen, fourteen years old, I was in Macbeth, a rock opera, mm. and I couldn't sing at the time. I can't sing now for different mm. reason, but I could not really sing at the time, and it was a fluke. I pulled off my audition, and I got the role of Macbeth. Yeah. Holy shit! And it was too, and I couldn't sing, mm. and I remember just being like. Oh, and it was bad, and I would do, like, rehearsal after rehearsal after rehearsal, yeah. and I was like, and I remember on opening night, I was just like, well, fuck it, and I just, like, went out there and, like, just did it, you yeah. know? But I remember being, like, sick in my stomach with, like, I should not be doing this part. <laughs> and I have not seen that look in anyone's eyes since mm. I had that myself until I watched, I, like, he knows yeah. He know- Hugh or Russell? Russell. Russell's like, oh, he went for it. Mm. He goes for it. And then I think he did a couple of classes and he was like, this part is for like an operatic baritone bass. Yeah. And that's not me. Mm. Yeah. 
And he's like, and I think he thought about dropping out. Yeah. And someone was like, you can't, you can't really, like, we kind of got the funding off the back of this ensemble. Yeah. At least he didn't do uh, Hugh Dirt, like, Hooper did Hugh Dirty real bad. Yeah. But mm. when he got him to do that, when he got the old Javert, Javert? Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. I get it confused. They sound it's so similar. Mm. When they get the well, old which part does he sing? the old guy that did the Jean Valjean in the Broadway played the priest, yeah, oh. and then sing and you're like, oh god, there is that fucking silky Jean Valjean, yeah, it's so good. There's that fucking eighties warning you, Javert. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, um, yeah, but like, there's the, my favorite part is like how. Tom Hooper's going for realism. He's like, I want to go for naturalism. He's going for naturalism on every single character Mm. except for Russell Crowe's songs where he's just like, let's fucking bring in the crane. Let's (laughs) let's do everything we can. (laughs) I think Russell Crowe, it's not an example of bad acting but bad casting. I think he is the, the casting that tips it the other way. Like that whole cast is like... Very precariously balanced between like music theater stars that can really act through singing and then mm. actors who can like sell tickets, sing through acting. Yeah. But like, like, like if it was all music theater stars, you would have to, you wouldn't have like the close up of Anne Hathaway. Like, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway's close up is really good. Like, oh, she, but her scene, like. I'm not a big fan of Les Mis as a musical either, which is awful. I'm now I just feel like I'm just poo-pooing everything. Mm. But I'm not a big fan of Les Mis. Except for Osage 3, don't Except for which Osage is... 3, which I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed. If I had to watch Les Mis the movie mm. or Ice Age 3 again, yeah. I would Dawn watch... Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I would watch Les Mis because I haven't seen it for a while. Mm. Yeah. But I would say I enjoyed Ice Age 3 more. Yes. But you were saying about Anne Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> Though, yeah. In that really in, good. In Lame is in that film. And like, really good, so good because she kind of knows actually in a closer like in a theater hitting that note mm. is the most important thing because in a theater we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. But on film you've kind of got to do some acting there. Yeah. yeah. And she does that, right? But then you also need the occasional actor that just hits the note. And musical mm-hmm. theater students, I'd hate to generalize, they're terrible actors. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, no, a lot of them are, yeah. yeah. And, and no I think offense. the film... Oh, it's not, I ain't a musical theatre actor. No offence to any musical theatre actors out there, but... Some of them are good. You can't, you know, you can't have all of your burners on at full go. You might be a great singer, you might be a great Do you know dancer. What I hate is You're... the musical theatre, um, like... Uh, a lot of people in musical theatre say this. It's like why they do musical theatre. It's like when you have nothing else to say and there are no words, mm. you sing. It's like, no, mm. you don't. You just shut the fuck up and reflect. I hate I that. Remember, I, mean, I hate that kind of like when you just can't find the words, you sing them. It's like, no, fuck off. That's not how, that's no. There are good musical theatre actors. And there are But maybe musicals. they're not as strong a dancers. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's your favourite musical? Um, I'm not a big musical fan, what, so what? that's also something there. But probably my favourite musical that I've seen is uh, I really like Little Shop of Horrors. It's one of my I love it. Too. That's a great musical. I think it's wonderful, uh, and I love Book of Mormon. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, that's good. So those are my ones that I really enjoy. Mine's make... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's great. I think I've got um, 
I think I've got You're in Town. Great You're musical. In town, yeah. You're yeah. in Town. I would say Book of Mormon. Um, uh, Cabaret. Oh, yeah. very oh, no, good. I love Cabaret. Yeah, yeah. Cabaret. And then my little cheeky, my personal favorite, but also my guilty pleasure is Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, right. Mm. I love Jesus Christ um, Superstar. They did 1993 Cabaret. cast recording. Cabaret was done as a school production. Think about that for a second. That's so mental. Um, Joel, Joel, <laughs> did you know that Joel Grey, the guy in Cabaret, I think most people know this, but the guy who plays the MC in Cabaret. In the film. Yeah, yeah that's um, Jennifer Grey's dad wow. from wow. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Hmm. And also, just to add to my list of people that I found attractive when I was younger, there was obviously we've established Meatloaf in Rocky Horror Picture Show uh-huh. was my first love. Yeah. Um, what about Meatloaf in Objects in the Mirror May Appear Closer Than... They seem. No, not so much, oddly enough. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but Joel that's Gray. The, that's the full so- title of the song. Joel Gray in Cabaret. I always thought he was real cute. Yeah, right. Yeah. I yeah. love that. The, the MC in Cabaret, mm. I think that's the only role that I would love to play. Oh, you'd be a great MC in Cabaret. Yeah, you'd be a great MC. In, in a, in a oh, theater. Ben, that's good. Mm. Do you know what I think is is of note about three of my favourites except for Jesus Christ Superstar. And this is a wanky little point, but Mm -hmm. this is what music theatre, I think, does really, really well and really, really rarely Mm -hmm. is irony. Yeah. Mm. Every single one of those musicals except for Jesus Christ Superstar has, like, irony at its core. Life is a Cabaret is performed at her darkest moment. Mm -hmm. Um, You're in Town is almost all, like, a a poppy musical. And then, like, Book of Mormon at its best is when it's being (laughs) ironic. It's all irony. It's all irony. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's, like... Music theatre, like, they're so in it they don't know its own power. Like, music theatre people tend to just, like, go, well, we'll make it a musical. And it's like it's – but when it's at its best is when it's ironic, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I'm – yeah, I could probably – I probably am doing dirty on musical theatre, but I think um, musical theatre people I find – Except for a few exceptions, I find them a very exhausting and bunch I'm, of people. For what it's what it's worth, I'm sure they all hate comedians. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, musical theatre people who have a podcast similar to ours, but not like ours at all, they're probably sitting around going, it's just something about comedians. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And I respect that. Mm. I just think any... And I then have you have problem. nice little bridges like Michelle Brazier, who's yeah. like a really nice little like, you know. Bridge. Yeah, Michelle Brazier mm. is doing her. She yeah. should get the Nobel Peace Prize. She's our peace offering to musical theatre students. <laughs> <laughs> only Nixon could go to China and only Michelle Brazier yeah. could, go to, yeah. could go to comedy, the Comedy Republic. could go to China is the best reference. <laughs> I think I just have any problem with any art form that's too insular. And this happens a lot, but like anyone, any like any artist or anyone that like only only references their own art form, and that happens a lot in music. Just like Mm. Ice Age 3 references its own franchise. Ice Age 3 has become too insular. Yeah. It needs to break free. Yeah. It needs to. um, I also think the other, what other thing about Ice Age 3, you know how. uh, I don't know if you know this, but animations, like it's most films are script, then then like pre-production, then production, then and then sometimes there's rewrites happening during mm-hmm. pre-production. But animation is kind of script and pre-production kind of happen concurrently, mm-hmm. like character design, storyboarding, scripting, all kind of happen 
collaboratively is my understanding. Mm-hmm. So they're doing storyboards up on the wall, then people are going off and writing and it's all kind of happening concurrently. And I, I usually wouldn't tell, could tell with that, but I really felt it with this film. There's just like a lot of like, and then this happens and then yeah. there's going to be a bit here yeah. and maybe it can go at this point but or maybe it can go here. That's very similar to, I think I, we had the same note for Ice Age 2. I think they just go, they just got to keep it moving because it is for young, mm. very young kids. Yeah. I think that's the giveaway. That's part of my reason why I think it's for very young kids. Like you can, you can plop down like a two-year-old or some shit. I don't know ages. They can watch the pretty colors. I don't know ages. Yeah. Okay? I don't know kids. A small child. You could put a fucking tiny child in there and say, shut up and watch this, and they'll absolutely love it. I myself used my brother's Disney Plus account, Mm. and it had already gotten a bunch of views because I have two nieces. So they get into it. These movies, like, there's an element with movies like this where it's like, by the second one, mm-hmm. the movie is not the most important part of that mm. uh, brand, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the movie, it's like Minions. Mm-hmm. Minions came from Despicable Me. Yeah. And you know, I've probably said this before as well. Minions came, and in fact I did in the Ice Age 2 episode. Great, say it again. Minions came because the production, they had another plan for what these little minions would be, but they ran out of money. Oh, right. So they just made them the little blob. And I believe it was one of the executive producers that just was like, just make them this little blob and I'll voice it, voice them all. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. And then boom, that is one of the the most successful sort of brands around is minions. I just think any other sort of like film, anything else, people go, do you want to do a second one? And then the people involved go, uh, let's see if we can find a story. But with like a film like this. Still, like, we got to fucking make more money. It's yes. like there's, a, there's, a, there's, like, it's like there's no choice. Yeah. Like there needs to be a movie to warrant all the other things that we've already signed contracts for. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we just went and signed the contract with Hungry Jacks in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> we've signed a yeah. contract with like fucking. Do you, so do you think at this point they've already gone – we're making three other movies. We're like making six th- we're making movies. the movies until we can't. Like, these we... movies can lose money. Like this movie could lose a little bit of money, like at the box office, and we would still be making a lot of profit yeah. from it. Like yeah. this movie is ma- like it's apparently the first Harry Potter made back its budget before it came out. Yeah, like it, it, it in endorsements, like in hmm. like Fanta and like. Game boards and yeah. all that, it, and this is that sort of movie. Like I, that's that. why I feel like Ice Age is the most cynical of all the kid kids ones mm. because it feels just it feels like that and nothing more. Whereas I mean, let all all Hollywood and all the big movies are like this. Mm. This is the way it is. Um, but for some reason, I think like you get a Pixar and they can they can disguise that that kind of yeah. absolute greed. In mm. a good story mm. and an entertaining sort of format and touching characters and amazing, amazing yeah. animation. Like I watched um, Soul. Fuck. I Holy haven't seen fuck. that yet. Oh, my God. It's good. Yeah, it's, you keep telling me I should watch it. I have not watched so it yet. It is. Good. I just watched it so tonight. good. I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, and well. um, the animation is that in that I think is the best animation I've seen. I uh, to date. I, think I in terms of wet. I'm sorry, John Leguizamo is not in it. <laughs> no, yeah, it is too. a shame he's not in it, <laughs> it because is. I I when I watch Soul, it's Jamie Foxx, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, 
I wept like a toddler, not like a baby, like a toddler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I was flailing. Like yeah. it was like you just screamed. Like, top of your lungs. like like babies, it flows out of them. I told like Annie toddler. that you hated her, and you're, <laughs> you're going to run away. <laughs> I I adored Soul so much. Yeah, and it's like, and I think I think they do it with you know the cars and with like. Cars Toy feels Story. cynical. But Toy Story 4 Cars is, is beautiful. Yeah. It's sort of like I feel like they sit down and they go, all right, we really do have to make another Toy Story, but yeah. how are we going to do it? Mm. Whereas I think, you know, Pixar now, they are changing definitely, I think. You know, they they had these three movies sort of in a row. You had um, uh, the, the Mexican – Day of the Dead one, Coco, Coco which I really like. I, I didn't love see Coco. Coco. It's really good. Yeah. And then you've got this one, and they kind of, they kind of are exploring mm. very similar themes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's also but, not treating kids like they're idiots either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like kids that, on that level, I will say, Ice Age doesn't explore a hell of a lot of themes other than no. man angry, no one understands. It talks. Like, it <laughs> talks down to its audience, but also I think, and that's another reason why. You can falter on that, but I think that's why it is pitched to a much younger. Also, audience. I would say I think that like, and this is not just because there's a two percent chance John Leguizamo is listening. Yeah, him two percent is, is Sid. It's generous, you know, yeah. But Sid mm. is great, and yes. Sid Absolutely. is like for me what Pixar does. It's like it's aimed at. The problem I have with a lot of the non-Pixar movies is there's, like, it's got a bit of a, like, it's for kids, right? It's really yeah. juvenile in its themes or, like, it's really juvenile in its execution. and it's, mm-hmm. But the jokes are kind of a little grown up for yeah. them a lot of the time. Like, this Manny being like, oh, that's enough for therapy. It's like, that, a kid doesn't get that. No. Whereas... Pixar's jokes tend to be kind of simpler and stupider, and that's what Sid does well. Sid is yeah. physical and silly and funny. Like I like that. Oh yeah, it makes, Johnny, Johnny, if you're listening, <laughs> let's make things very clear that firstly, I've quite enjoyed the third Ice Age movie in terms of entertainment. It was fine, um, but no, your voice is money. <laughs> very good. Like oh yeah, yeah. Well, you hear this character you're like oh he get like. I had the feeling that when John went in to do the voice for Sid this time, he was just like, yes, yeah, sick. This is getting my kids through college real good. This yeah. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing and he knows his voice is money. But and I mean, he is the uh, – it's him and Buck for me. Oh, I yeah. really like Buck. Buck was I, the Simon Pegg. Pegg character. Yeah. And they, they have the best, most likable characters in this. They're the reason why you watch this. So, yeah. Um, they, they feel like um, – uh, like animated character, like they they they're fun and silly. Well, that's they're silly. because Simon Pegg and John Leguizamo are animated actors. Like yeah. they're they're character actors. They're they're they you know when you watch Titan AE and Matt Damon is voicing a cartoon, he is not a character actor. He is a good actor who plays, you know, fucking what like your standard middle aged man in most yeah. drama thrillers and stuff like that. And so his voice sounds like a standard middle-aged man in a drama or thriller and is completely not memorable and should never have been cast as the lead in Titan AE for a voice work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why Simon Pegg and fucking John Leguizamo are so great is because Dennis Leary 
Dennis Leary again does the same thing in number two where he comes in for maybe a half day. Oh, yeah. Dennis Leary's like, I'll keep doing it, but I want as little work as possible. He's hardly in this movie either. Yeah. I think that, like, 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 like Dennis Leary, there's, there's contractual reason. Like, it's all yeah. round. Every, like, no one's going to have the conversation. Like, Dennis Leary doesn't really want to be in it. They don't really want the Dennis Leary in it. Like... They've realised yeah. that this 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 series is Sid and, and Manny. Yes. Yeah. But but they've committed to Dennis. Leary. No one He's wants signed a contract. to. And also they're paying him. Like they already paid him. They they got him to sign like a three film contract for yeah. the for second film. Yeah. But but yeah, it's a bit like. Everyone knows. It was literally, he was in it so little that at the start, like the opening scene was him being like, I'm going to go, by the way. But then because he has to come back for the fourth film, they just had him in the final scene, come back. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. they got to have him on the poster. Well, yeah, it exactly. would be odd not to have him on the poster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit about Diego? Any final thoughts before our Leguistamo rating? Um, <sighs> This is like... Uh, it's a real. It's not only a ripoff of Shrek, mm-hmm. it's, and its own self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a ripoff of Valley of the Lost Dinosaurs as well. Yes, and also yeah. uh, pla- uh, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. I just watched Kong versus Godzilla, which also has. It's like there's a lot of Journey to the Center of the Earth adjacent content mm. in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, too much. Very derivative. I, I found this one very derivative. Yes, it was colorful. Yes, it had good moments. It's not. It's by no means terrible. I would say this is better than number two. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. And I would say it's. Fuck. I would like to watch. I would just say watch from here. Okay. Don't watch the the next two. I think I, I actually do agree that this is the best. I say. Are you excited to f- know what Collision Course is about? Yes. Great. We'll see you in a few months, Ben. <laughs> um, I personally. Did find this one, I've said it before, more entertaining. Maybe it was because the colours were a bit brighter and the animation was a bit better. Yeah. Obviously, Johnny Legs fan and Johnny Legs does fucking great in this. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I, not necessarily excited for Collision Course, mm-hmm. but I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. Mm. yeah. Zach, what yeah. about you? No, I agree. I think, uh, you know... Um, I think Johnny Legs does a great job. Mm. Of course. Um, but not just because he might. Like, uh, genuinely, I think he does a good job. And I, I think that his his arc is the clearest mm. and the yeah. best and I the think, most interesting. Yeah. I think that, um, but I just, I, I, I can't with these fucking movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all of that being said. I stopped. I, I had it on and I did something else. Towards the last half, I clicked in a couple of times, but oh, yeah, that's okay. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I really said to myself with this one, I'm gonna because pro- I did that a bit with the no, second one. I did that with the second one, yeah. <laughs> maybe the next one, uh, maybe we'll do a little viewing party. We should do a viewing we should. party. We yeah, should do it. get course. us through it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, maybe we could do it. We could do it at the light, the Lido. Yeah, the Lido. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, I, I, no one would come to see the. Collision, collision course. course. No, during you're the right. Day, on, during no, the school holidays. No, 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 no. one's coming to con- collision course. If Mish is correct. No, That's I'm, I'm actually right. a terrible if, idea. If you live <laughs> in Melbourne, if any of our listeners live in Melbourne, what are the chances of you buying tickets <laughs> to see collision course with Zach, Ben, and I? 
We'll do the podcast straight after. Yeah, yeah. we'll do the podcast straight do it after. on a Saturday during the day. You can oh. bring your kids. We won't swear. Now, keep in mind, this isn't the first Ice Age. We're going to watch the fourth Ice That's Age. That's pretty Ice Age. Yeah, that is very funny. The raffle from Lido. He's up for anything. Um, based on my leg was Starmo, um, I thought Johnny Legs is fucking great in this one. He uh, is like the central case. Story is by far the most interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm over Manny. I'm over his bullshit. Like, I'm done. I'm done with you, Manny. Um, yeah. And Dennis wasn't in it. And, yeah, John smashed it, as always. Beautiful work. I'm giving this Legwistamos. I'm giving it four. I'm giving it four Legwistamos. Yeah, no, look, I think that's fair. One thing I was going to say to the sequel problem, I watched Aliens mm-hmm. the other day. I think I mentioned that yeah. on the podcast. Not Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. No, which is the one that doesn't have Sigourney Weaver. It's called Alien. No, no. Alien has no, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> she's in the first four. Yeah. No, but there's a movie, like it sounds Prometheus? like... Prometheus? No, she's not in Prometheus. No, she's but that's the one she's not yeah. in. She's in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, she's in like yeah, quite a few <laughs> movies. She's... <laughs> she's... <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, she's also in Ghostbusters yeah. too. No, there's a movie that sounds like Alien, but it doesn't have Sigourney Weaver in it. We were talking about it the other week. What's the one after Prometheus? Uh, alien Resurrection? No. No, Alien insur- Alien something. No, it's not called Alien, I think. There was a Sigourney Weaver starring Alien movie in development with mm. the director of District 9. Yes. And, and, and then Ridley. Ridley was like bitter about it. Did the last it. one. And he did the but last one. But I forgot one. about that. So Aliens, right? Yes. Is a great example of a sequel because it's different genre. Mm-hmm. It adds to the story. But more than that. Yeah. So Ripley, as a character, evolves. Mm-hmm. She starts at the start of that movie. The thing that she, like, the hero's journey for her is like from, is based on the trauma of the first movie. Yeah. Like, the first movie is about a working class person that has to survive a horror. The second movie is about someone that experienced trauma that has to reclaim their strength. It's yeah. like, it's like this it's a great example of a sequel for many reasons but it's never talked about the fact that a character has two arcs that doesn't undo it's not the mighty ducks problem i like to call it yeah where yeah. they where they're a shit team again and you undo the first mm-hmm. film having just watched aliens it made me mad how much of a prick manny was yeah yeah yeah, that made me mad as well. Yeah. Um, like, I wish he was just like, now he's a softie, but the problem is he's too much of a softie, or now he's, yeah, you know. Um, I give this three and a half Leguistamos because I think that it's annoying that there was so much scrat. I, I, yeah. did, I yeah. like Simon Pegg, but, like, why introduce another character when you can just have more, like, just, just, just build... Properly build a movie around. Yeah. Um, the fucking yeah. First, you have three central characters. Now you've like the start of the third one. You have like six central characters, and they just added another. It's one. It's like how Disney yeah. keeps adding a cute robot to every Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that build it from legs down. Build it from Sid down. I yeah. think make a Sid movie, and then just put the rest in a supporting character. Yeah. You stop relying on Manny to be the driving force in the plot. Mm. Um, last we got it, he was sad because he's the last. Now he's sad because he's going to be a father and mm. he's a cunt. But, like, I, I want to see a Manny-driven 
No, plot. a Sid-driven plot. Sorry, a Sid-driven plot. Sorry. Yeah, let Manny just be an obstacle in yeah. Sid's yeah. journey. Yeah, I would love to see more. I want more Sid, not enough Sid. Uh, Based on that, actually, writing... I'm dropping it down. Three, le- three leg with star modes. Yeah, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it three as well. Um, I think the writing let it down uh, in yeah. its just derivative nature. It just seemed... It seemed like they he didn't they like he wrote it in a month, yeah, less than mm. you know it seemed really quick. He wrote it in a month a few years earlier when they put on the second one. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. felt like a rehash of pretty much every theme and every beat, mm. um, except there and the only difference was Sid's story. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Ben, anything to promote? I know you've got a thing to promote. Because I'm, we got something coming up. Oh, then maybe it's too early. Yeah, I think it might be too early. Too follow, early. follow Ben for details. Yeah. What's your Instagram? What's your social media? Just follow me on Twitter at Ben Russells. Yeah, follow Ben on Twitter, yeah. Ben Russells, you um, can, or Twitch. Yeah, oh, Twitch. Twitch. I pop in member. about once a fortnight and yeah, say hello and remind you that we have an Ice Age film yeah. coming up. Sometimes Mish <laughs> pops in there. Yeah. I don't. Um, no, that's fine. But you call me sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, Zach and I have toyed with the idea of starting our own Twitch. Yeah. Um, so we can play the Ice Age games. Of course, you will have to come along as you are now. Yeah, I'm one of the Ice yeah. Agers. We have a yeah. blood oath that you will deal yeah. with this Ice Age situation. That we with made us between from start. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben Russell is in this, and then we. I'm in it to the end, just yeah. like Diego. Uh, okay, yeah. you, know there's a, you know there's an Ice Age Dawn of Dinosaurs 4D experience as well, don't you? Um, was that. Uh, was that in um, Warner Brothers Movie World? I believe so. Also, I, 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 think I don't think if, it's there anymore. If we've got to organise a screening of something, I think we should organise, we should talk to the 4D cinema on Russell Street about yeah. whether they can organise a screening of Ice, Ice Age, Age Dawn of Dinosaurs. No, Collision nice. Course. No, but Dawn of, there's a tr- like an edited 4D version mm. of Dawn of Dinosaurs, which I think is a separate thing that we yeah. will have to watch at some Great. point. Great, love that. That's, mm. I think, what we should organise a screening of is the 4D experience. Yeah, I would absolutely yeah, adore that. Because yeah. it needs, I can't, you can't watch it unless you've got stuff spraying in your face. Yeah. I would love water sprayed in my face while I watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, um, that I've already seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't necessarily thoroughly enjoy the first time around. Uh, I'm involved in this project that you're going to announce. It's very, very cool. It's something very, very exciting. It's it's, it's probably going to be announced. In, I, I can't remember. But Can you tell me what it so. is when we stop recording? Sure. 100%. Um, but it's really good. Follow Ben on Twitter, yeah. on, on Twitch. I'll, I'll mention it as well on my socials, and Auntie Donna will definitely mention it on yeah, theirs. And also, listen, very cool. Ben has a bunch of different podcasts and whatnot. And I just got very, one. Very, very good. Don't you have two? No. It's just the grub. No, what about the one you do with Xavier? That's Little Scamps. That's on Twi- Twitch. Oh, is that a Twitch thing? Yeah, oh, okay, it's not cool. a podcast. Well, that's good. That would have been like yeah. full. But I was expecting you to be like, we're thing. done now, Xavier <laughs> no, and I. No, no, no. That's just not a podcast, really. It's, oh. it's a stream. Cool. Time. Stream uh, yeah, time. the grub's great, but mm. the grub's bigger than this podcast, so we don't need to promote it. Well, I, we we can use any help that we can get. Okay, yeah. then go, go we, to the grub. I, I, don't, I, I think you are underestimating how many John Leguizamo, yeah. pure John Leguizamo fans we I have. I think you but are But I like the grub. Never heard of that. I've only ever heard of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, uh, yeah right. I've never heard of the grub. I've only ever heard of uh, Regarding Henry. Yeah. yeah. I've only ever heard of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. I've mean, never heard of that. I've only ever heard of uh, John Favreau's chef. What's this Iron Man? I've never, I've never heard of that. I've only ever heard of 
That Pepsi commercial that John was in. It's the yeah. only thing I've ever heard of. I've only ever heard of, um, what's it called? Not The Menace. What is it? That the Pest. In? The Pest. I've, I've only ever heard of John, of, um, John Leguizamo's one-man shows. Yeah. That's all but I've the grub is different to that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different. Although we are both uh, comedians. Yes. That's true. That's one That's similarity. And you're both good at accents. And we're both, uh, I, I would love to be as good a character actor as John Leguizamo. Man, wouldn't we all? I would just, I don't really want to like do acting in the movies and stuff. Yeah. But. If I could just once do like something as good as his his Tibble. Oh god. oh god! It's so good. It's yeah, so it's good. Ridiculous. It, oh my god! It mm. ruined Tibble. That being yeah. said, we also saw a movie a few weeks ago for this pod, pod called The Take, uh-huh. and he's fucking phenomenal in that as well. Also great in Land of the Dead. Also really good in Land of the Dead. I would love. I've said this before. Mm. I'll say it again. I would love for him to be in a prestige film. Like in mm. a in a Oscar, yeah. Oh yeah, serious that... serious older gentleman role now. Mm. I want to see him. We said this when we did the take episode, but what's infuriating about the take is it's fucking amazing. It got a leg was Armorama. Zach and I both gave it five out of wow. five. It's fucking phenomenal. It's the same director as the Lincoln Lawyer. Mm. It is as good as the Lincoln Lawyer. Mm. Arguably, I enjoyed it more, but that might have been because John was the central character. Mm-hmm. He is the main. He is Matthew McConaughey in this film. Mm. And it got no recognition. Yeah, right. And it's infuriating because it's just as good. I would love to see a renaissance. And I think this A legosamaissance. A Legolution, we call it. You know, I think that Romano is is trying to go for a renaissance. Yeah. Because he's... Romanoissance. A Romanoissance. A Romanoissance. And I would like to see It's time for the Legolution. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. I think that he would... Absolutely smashed it out of the park. Mm. He just uh, needs motherfuckers to give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine because... if he'd been in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That would be actually yeah, sick. That would have been, that been great. I think that would have been great. Yeah, I want him to do a Tarantino film, you know what mm. I'm saying? I want him to do a Tom Hooper film. <laughs> 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 Why wasn't he in Cats? Yeah. <sighs> Why was it... Jason Derulo when it could have oh, been. I was going to bring that up. The, uh, J- the scene in Cats with Jason Derulo is the most entertaining and, n- like, unentertaining thing I've ever seen. There's yeah. a, there's a, the, like, I hate catty, funny, catty reviews. I hate, like, reviews that are just, like, punching down. For, mm-hmm. But best quote from one of them ever was, Jason Derulo is the best thing in Cats and that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's very awkward. Um, anyway, thank you so much, thank ben, you, ben. Once again, we'll see you in a few months, maybe live, <laughs> watching Collision Course, the fourth installment of Ice Age. Or Ice Age Dawn of Dinosaurs, the 4D yeah. experience. Yeah. Or I believe there's a scrap movie out. Yeah, we've got to watch the scrap. Oh, gonna... There's the and great chronologically, Yeah, chronologically, well, we that is actually Ice Age 3. Yeah. Well, we don't so have to watch it if... Before not if John's in it. If John's not in it, we don't have to watch it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But he is in The Great Eggscapade. Is yeah, he? he is, yeah. yeah. So we should probably watch that. Yeah. We've got to watch The Great Eggscapade. Yeah. That's only 20 minutes. That's, well, that's great. That's we can watch it together day. here in the studio yeah, while we talk about it. Smash it up. <laughs> thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone that listened. And uh, <laughs> thank you to all those that aren't listening, that have never even heard of this podcast. I'd like to do a big th- shout out to you guys. Yeah. 
Um, thanks for doing That's it. That's a giant shout. Yeah, thanks for doing it, and um, thanks for thanks for just um, you know not murdering mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that excludes the murderers. Mm. I'm not thanking you. Valjean, at last, we see each other plain. Monsieur le maire, you'll wear a different chain. Before you say another word, Chabert, before you chain me up like a slave again, listen to me. There is something I must do. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.